<laughs> Meat sweats. Meat sweats. Shout out to Tina and Ray. Shout out Tina and Ray. Happy birthday, Raymundo. We had a lot of meat that night. We did. Hey, yo. No homo. No homo. Yeah. I was going to say, you have to say, there's a disclaimer with that. Disclaimer, Every- no homo. Everybody knows that. Yeah, it was a great time. Had a, a blast. Meat. Wow. That's the most meat I've ever had in my life. And that's where we're going to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> It's me, 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 it's Mi gente, welcome to another week of the It's Michelle podcast. I hope you had a great and amazing three-day weekend. Happy Veterans Day to all of those, you know, who served, whether they've transitioned or if they're still here with us today. Um, Happy Veterans Day. I hope you enjoyed pretty much. And that's not only a hint, but it's also a great segue into uh, who's joining us this week. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then you're not going to be surprised because you already see him. But if you're just listening, this week, the surprise guest is, and I don't know why I'm into like surprising people right now. I think it's just the holiday season. But we have the one, the only, my hubby, Shaney Juan Kenobi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hey, boo. Hey, hon. How you doing? I'm fine, baby. How you doing? Good. I'm hot. And you not are in, hot. Not in that. <laughs> You're you so cute. are hot. I, that's like for our S&M After Dark. I'm hot. You're hot. It's, <laughs> it's literally because it's steaming in here. There's an emergency. It's because you're hot. <laughs> That's like the start of every porno. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You called the fire department. It's like, no, bitch, there's no fire here. What do you mean? With the cheesy music coming on, and you got the actor looking out of the way, right? Breaking the fourth wall. Like, what? Why is the music coming on? I would see. This is why I can't. I'm just too funny to do things like that. Like, I can't keep thing. I can't keep a serious face. So I can. I don't think I can ever do porn. No, no. No, because you're right. I would break the fourth wall. Like, be like, somebody called for a hose. And I'd be like, or, 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 or. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I did it. Exactly. That's what I would do. Like, how original. Oh, well. But anyway, mi gente, it's time for us to break the ice how I always start. Okay. And first, I want to talk about some of the things that have happened in the previous two weeks because I took a week off. Like I said, uh, daylight savings time ruined me. All right. Yes, that ended it got me. <laughs> they got her. They got her, guys. They got, they me. got her. All right. And I just want to remind you, if you don't do this already, go follow me on Instagram. Make sure you do that. It's a good time at it's.me.shell. Follow me on YouTube or subscribe to my YouTube channel. I mean, it's fun. So 
Why not? But let's get right into it. So elections, 2022. And I don't even know what to say about this because I don't know. So one thing you pointed out, babe, actually, is, um, well, I don't do politics. Yeah, no, I don't do politics. She's too messy. But the campaigns that were like floating around and there was one that said it was like, Crime was so high in New York City, and we need to reelect. What's her name? Kathy Hochul. Yeah, Kathy Hochul. Right. So NYC becomes a better place, and I'm ad libbing here. I don't really know if that's exactly what was. Said. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot more than that, um, but what I summed it, you know, I, that's just what I summed it up. But the question is, she was already in office once NYC was kind of being flushed down the toilet. Yeah, you know, and the only the only type of credit I do give her is the fact that she did inherit it from Andrew Cuomo. So now that she is elected as governor and she didn't inherit inherit the position this time, let's see what happens with crime. Let's see if it goes down. We don't know. Well, I don't know. We don't. But, but it I needs mean, the, to go down, though. I mean, a lot of things need to be um, tended to. So that's a big job. Not yeah. only for her, but for our um, prima donna mayor. Oh, uh, uh, God. Motherfuckers have to work together because they're, uh, no- <laughs> they're getting on my nerves. I see too many ads around the city with the mayor and them. Um, and it just blows me away. Like, hi, I'm Mayor Adams, and I support electronic vehicles. Hi, I'm Mayor Adams, and I support sanitation. Fight for plastic waste removal. Hi, I'm Mayor Adams. I ride the trains with a security detail. That doesn't matter. Come Whatever. On. I'm over him and his shenanigans. Uh, he needs to stop going to the black parties. He really do. And just sit his ass in his office. And put in work. You know what he needs to do? Sit back and say, how can I fight crime? <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That might be a, that we, that might be an option. But maybe that's what it is. Because Bruce Wayne was like this pompous fucking jerk, billionaire, millionaire, cajillionaire, right? But then he was like fighting crime. So maybe Mayor Adams is really like Bruce Wayne. He's partying up, get stuff done, clean stuff up, because that's like his slogan. But he's really like a fucking vigilante. No, you know what's going to happen? Either Elon or Bezos is going to move to New York. Bezos is either going to be Batman or Elon is going to definitely try to be Iron Man. He's going to have a couple of fuck-ups at the beginning. You know, we're going to get into Elon and his shenanigans. (laughs) However... I think I see Elon as like Superman. Nah, he can't fly. He knows that. But he'll really? definitely try to build the Arbor suit. He went to space. Yeah, but he knows he can't fly. He'll build yeah. an Arbor suit. You don't Bezos will be that? Batman. Bezos would be Batman. He likes tight suits. Oh, he dev- he's tight. been working out a lot. He's been tight on some roids. Latex suits with a cowl. <laughs> yep. He'll be swinging around in the hood. <laughs> Run and go to rooftops. The pants on. vengeance. Who would be Bane? <laughs> who would be Bane? Who, who would be Bane? Uh, 
Oh, oh Batista. He'll just randomly be Bane. Yeah. <laughs> it just didn't work out acting now. He has to be a villain. So now, well, he's a villain, but he does work for the government. Word. Some shit. <laughs> no, the big um, one is who's the Joker? Ah. 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 Oh, oh. Oh, I got it. I got it. Oh, no. I, I'll say it. I'll say it. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yes. Dude, snap. I don't know how PC started laughing. I mean, I can see him kind of losing <laughs> his shit. <laughs> this is, and we really do, but I swear he's just very like. Yeah, exactly. The metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> he's afraid to be fucking human. <laughs> so let me tell you about the metaverse. Hold on, error, error, error. The metaverse. The metaverse. Skynet. Skynet. <laughs> everything, everything. John Connor. Like he's just saying fucking words. But you know what? Going back to Kathy Hochul and her being governor already, although I know she did inherit it, inherit her position. When I heard like the slogan, you know, the slogan or the campaigns and all that stuff, I just kept thinking to myself, like, then who the fuck is sitting in your desk right now like who's been sitting in your desk the entire time because she knew about all about the crime she spoke about how crime has risen it's not nothing you know it's nothing new she has spoken out about it like i don't understand and then you have all these mental health issues or people with mental health issues they're just roaming around the streets without proper help or support so i don't know babe since this is your arena well at least you enjoy talking about stuff you know, like this. And it, to me, it just sounds kind of silly because I'm just like, you people, you have to see what's going on. You have to hear the people. I hear people every single day. People who don't live in New York City are talking about how, like, crime is crazy. We Actually, one of the um, two of the people over at my job, they went for a training in New Jersey. And they were like, oh, where are you guys from? Whatever. And they're like, oh, we're from New York. And every single person, whether from they were from New Jersey or just like tri-state, just neighboring states, New England, you know, like Rhode Island, all that stuff. They were like, oh, my gosh, be very careful. I hope you stay safe. It's just like, fuck, how the fuck is the rest of the world viewing us? So people know what's going on. So I kind of refuse to believe that they have, oh, well, you don't know. I don't know. What do you think? You know what? New York went to. Can we curse? Can I curse? How many times have you been here? New York went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it. The problem is you don't have the right mayor to lead the way. You have. Low morale within the police department. You have low morale within the city believing in their police officers. So you have a really bad problem going on. And there isn't anybody trying to fix that. You know, you got bail reform, which was meant to be a beneficial thing for individuals who were locked up, turned out to backfire in a lot of these certain situations. And... It's just, it's scary because the only thing that's really going to solve this, you know, is going back to the original way of thinking when that isn't going to be a progressive movement for what we all need as, you know, as a community, as a state. So it's sad. We're kind of in a weird place right now. We're, we're in a weird, weird, 
weird place. Yeah, I agree. We'll see. And you know what? Speaking on weird, <laughs> weird. Elon Musk. What? <laughs> 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 Elon Musk finally closes the Twitter deal. It's gone through, and he's causing mayhem in these Twitter streets. And I've said this before. Twitter is where you go to be the most ratchet, to start drama, to end drama, to find out about all the drama. It's a dangerous place over Twitter. I'm telling you, it's a dangerous place. So he's firing everyone left and right. He got rid of, like, almost all the engineer or every engineer in yeah, Twitter. He got rid of a lot of people. Right? Yeah. And, and listen, he's monetizing, quote, end quote, free speech for a whopping $8. And I think <laughs> that also helps you become verified. I'm not even sure. because I when that. I read it, When I read it, I was just like, so I just have to pay. And I think it's like a, a subscription plan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? I mean, I guess it's smart. He's thinking like a businessman. So I can't be mad at that. He's trying to monetize off a platform that's not doing so well. But my question, <clears throat> excuse me, is what separates a celebrity from being monetized from a regular person who's monetized if they're both paying $8? I don't know. That's why I'm so confused because you do have, you could be, so as a content creator, if I'm not mistaken, you can monetize Twitter. Like there's an option. I've seen it before where I can like check it on, you know, click it and have people I just become monetized, although I'm not verified. I never even really tried it, so the information is a little screwy right now. So don't mm -hmm. you know? Don't believe me a thousand. Don't quote me. Don't believe me a thousand percent. But there is an option to be monetized within YouTube, unless he's changed that too. I mean, I'm sorry, Twitter, unless he's changed that too. But I don't. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't. He needs to figure out first of all. He needs to figure out how he's going to bring money in to this company. So didn't he make it private? Didn't he, you uh, told yeah, me. Yeah, it was removed now, from the market. Yeah. So he needs to figure out how he's going to bring money into this company. And I think that is a possibility. But Twitter is not as strong as the other apps. So, yeah. like I said, this is, we're in a really interesting point in our lives. But. <clears throat> With all that being said, he still owns a social media app that right. is a word-of-mouth global social media app. It is a town hall in some... Yeah, in some instances, it is a town hall. So he controls that town hall. So that's, a, that's a mighty power to have. Listen, if there's anything we learned from Succession... Yes. Media. <laughs> yeah, that is... That's a, he wills... A very strong hand right there. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump came right back. I know. Oh, yeah. He got lit. But so we'll he's see. He's ecstatic. I know. <laughs> and listen, in true, so in true Twitter ratchet fashion, Elon Musk has been exercising his right to free speech, nonchalantly clapping back and blocking everyone that has anything to say about him or whatever he's doing. He's blocking everyone. And one of my favorite people that he actually just recently blocked is Michael Rappaport. Yes. I'm obsessed with this man because yes. I, I, he's just, not only is he funny, but he's so such a realist. You know what I mean? He's a hilarious nuisance, and I appreciate him so. I really do. He's so Brooklyn. Like, everything he yeah, says. Yeah, he is. He's so Brooklyn. No, I'm telling you, he's just New York in a nutshell. 
I don't know. I just love that little Jewish comedian from Brooklyn. He he got him so vexed. I, he so really vexed. did. <laughs> yeah, and then. But my just, question is: Does that does, does that get rid of the idea what Twitter's supposed to be? If he can x out, if he's the king of Twitter, I guess he can x out anybody. Then is it really free speech? Is it really exactly a town hall? That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah, think that's about exactly that, right? Yeah. So this little Jewish man from Brooklyn got you so mad that not only did you like, I think he deleted all his stuff. Well, he blocked him. Yeah, or he blocked. He, or he threw him, or did he just? Is he not able to go on Twitter anymore? I don't even remember. I think he's just not able. I don't remember. I, I think he blocked him, but honestly, I mean, Elon, is that really free speech? He's just talking trash everybody's talking trash about him exactly it is what it is i don't know it's like we're in high school i feel like sometimes the decisions he right? made it's kind of like that episode of the office remember when robert california was asking for like the great idea oh and yes like, the cookies the, the cookies. cookies he goes wow kevin, kevin. yes <laughs> like, right it's like, high, it's like <laughs> that we're at that point we're at the cookie and kevin phase right now it's crazy I don't know. Well, honestly, I thought that Elon was going to back out of this entire deal, especially since he was so concerned about like the bots and who's real and not real. But I don't think he's even real himself. I I really (laughs) think he's a robot. I knew it. I don't know. (laughs) I knew it. I knew he was a robot. It's just white people with money being white people with money. Exactly. (laughs) That's it. That's just what they're doing. I'm going to build a reusable rocket and why not buy a social media company? Yeah, I have a kajillion dollars to spend this morning. Oh, ah, what good do morning. I want? Good morning. What am I going to buy today? Do I want a basketball team? I don't want no guys jumping around. They're not going to get me to oh. space. Right. I want to be on the basketball team. Forget it. Yeah, I want to be <laughs> on the basketball team. Forget it. <laughs> uh, and talking about the Caucasians from Caucasville of Caucasia. <laughs> Because it's like a triple Uh-oh. thing. Yeah. Mark, the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> the Joker of the DC universe. The Joker. Mark Zuckerberg just laid off more than 11,000 employees. Or is it like the meta? I don't even know. Is it from the metaverse or just meta? I don't uh, know. Were the layoffs even real? Or were they like in the metaverse? <laughs> I died. Did they I really? Died. I don't know. They laid off eleven thousand uh, digital digital employees. They weren't even real people. <laughs> it wasn't even real people. No, but he had to um, fire people because they're going. Their stock prices are plummeting really bad. So yeah. this move right here, you know, really helped the uh, shareholders and everybody feel a little confident that the company is able to make those. Difficult decisions. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's banking on the metaverse. I mean, we kind of want to be outside. I don't know if we want to kind of be inside with no legs. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know either. But I, I'm very confused. But he sent the way he laid them off. It's always like so theatrical. He sent them like a, a beautiful blog video or <laughs> something or the other, and he goes. You know, he told them they were being canned, of course. But then he proceeded to say, 
I'm going to do it like. Yes, Mark, yes. Mark I, mean, I got to see it. Goes. I got to see this. He says, I take full responsibility for this. <laughs> Nick, it's your fucking company, you dumbass. Like, yeah, who else is going to take full responsibility? That is great. Yeah. 11,000 employees. Oh, yeah. Duh, your but, responsibility, dude. Oh, my Someone. God. That's hilarious. Is it your responsibility, babe? Oh, no. I Listen. Oh, Zuck. Oh, Zuck. You, oh, you suck. Zuck. oh, Zuck. Oh, Zuck. You suck. You, you suck. fuck. <laughs> that's like really... Yo, that's like one fish, two fish, two fish. <laughs> two fish. I know. <laughs> I like that. He has the bad one. I like oh, that. Oh, Zuck. Oh, Zuck. You fuck. Listen. Oh, Zuck. Oh, Zuck. You suck. You fuck. Wow. That right there, the way rap has been going, that's a fucking banger. I dead ass think I just might be going viral. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> oh, we're going to remix that one tonight. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Different languages, everything. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, getting back to Zuckety Zuck Zuck Zuckerberg. Oh, Zuck, oh, Zuck. You suck, you fuck. Yeah. Drop the beat yeah. on these niggas. Word. Ah. Oh, here we go. Um, but I'm sure there's a reason for the significant job cut. Oh, yeah, no, because his shareholders was a little scared. Yeah. You know, the stock prices were plummeting. He needed to do something. And a lot of these times, in order to make up for the lost revenue or the revenue, you have to lay off employees. That's what happens a lot. And I mean, you have Twitter's doing it, um, Facebook just did it. You have, I think, Square did it. All, all the tech companies are doing it. The mass layoffs are coming in from the tech companies. Well, yeah, that's what I read on um, on Sin. Or yeah. CNN. Yeah. Um, I read that this was like the most significant job cut in the tech giant's history. Yeah. Okay. Because it was, ha- it was just having a hard time. And it started to nosedive into yeah. like this metaverse community. So, p- and people weren't really ready for it. So it just kind of started plummeting. But that's it. I don't know. Do you think inflation and the recession have anything to do with this massive layoff like is that part of like the whole thing everything i think it's just yeah. you have it goes all the way back to covid it goes back to everything that happened in it from 2008 onward it's so many things that it's all just piled upon it's a nice little bubble that's just basically going to pop yikes it's it's hard for me only because Tech is such a giant of a community that when I hear like inflation and recession and stuff like that, I don't know why I think that these tech companies, you know, the ones that are doing so well can't even be touched because they just have kind of like Apple. Remember how we were talking about how like Apple has just money on reserve? Oh, yeah. Apple is like shifting into different realms because they know where the longevity is at. And that's why they're planning on becoming a healthcare company or start the healthcare company segment because healthcare, as you know, is the recession proof segment right there or recession proof sector, excuse me. So 
that's what their funding is for. And I and I think that's a brilliant idea on Apple's part. Yeah. You know, but when you look at them, when you look at me, when you look at Apple, they're not hiring nobody. You're right. It's kind of like at a state. Everything is at a, at a state. They're done. You know, yeah. you can't bring on anybody because the sales are going to be low. The economy is going to start plummeting a little bit. You know, that's, you know, that's what happens, you know. Yikes. Sad. Well, oh, I Zuck. Oh, Zuck. You fuck. You suck. You just switched that up, but that's know, okay. It works any way around. I, mean, think about I like it. it because it all rhymes. It all rhymes. I love it. You know what? I don't know who's more gangster though. Elon for firing everyone or Mark for laying people off and sending them a blog post, like a letter, telling them that he's letting them go like a fucking Dear John letter. I thought he was going to do it at a Zoom call with everybody. We're all 11,000 employees. Where in a what? At a Zoom call. Zoom call? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with 11,000. John, if you don't mind turning on your camera, please. I want to see your eyes. Everybody, please look at me. John, turn on your camera. <laughs> Is John back from the bathroom? <laughs> Sal, 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 I see you. Sal. You're not Sal. looking. Sal. I want the kids out of the room. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this dude is about to say some serious shit. Listen, but if you can fire me over like a fucking live, then why can't I text you and tell you I'm quitting? <laughs> why is that frowned upon? Why are you looking at me sideways because I sent you a text message? Like, yo, this is my two weeks. Why do I have to be so formal? You just got on a fucking live and told me, yeah, I got to lay you off in front of everybody. Wait, and you said he sent like an e-card too, right? I didn't say all of that. <laughs> <laughs> that when it opened up and said confetti, say sorry. <laughs> Congratulations. We are You're making fun of people who are just all off their job. No, and I, feel, and I feel terrible. But honestly, maybe this is something good. Because to work with a fucking boss who, who, who schedules a live and sends you a reminder... To make sure you're there so he can lay you off. That's not a good look. You know what I truthfully think? I mean, I think the 11,000 employees that are that were fired from Facebook, Meta, whatever the fuck they call their names nowadays. I don't even know. Uh, and all the other companies. I think that's where the innovation for the next generation is going to come from. It's going to be these guys. These guys are the ones, are the, the ones who ideas that were not listened to when they in that when in that company and now being laid off they have the opportunity to to make this idea work so i see the the next movement the next big idea the next tech boom coming from these one someone who was laid off so oh zuck oh zuck you fuck you suck or maybe yeah. even people who de- like were developing their own idea. Now they have the time to, you know, work on it. Exactly. And the opportunity right. and the time they made their connections. So we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens with the next year or two. You know, it's going to be an interesting, interesting time. Oh, Zuck. Oh, Zuck. You suck. You fuck. By the end of this episode, everyone will be chanting this. I know. Because it's like one of those things that's just going to get stuck in your head. I know. I really hope I didn't hear this from somewhere. I really hope I made this up. (laughs) Oh, you don't even know if this is like your original. You know, that's a little scary. How don't you even know if this is an original? 
shame you want to <laughs> How do you I, question that? <laughs> I watch a lot of shows. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So talking about white people. <laughs> one of my favorite white boys just collabed with the Fenty mogul Rihanna. Rihanna. And yes, I'm talking about Johnny Depp. Okay, the first man in a Savage X Fenty show in history, in their Savage X Fenty history. He walked the fashion show, and let me tell you, he walked the shit out of that fucking forest. It was he was like just walking in a forest, and they were playing Outcast, so fresh and so clean, because that's exactly right. No explanation needed. So fresh and so fucking clean. And oh no, no, Rihanna reached out to him. And, you know, her and her team reached out to him earlier, I think, in the year and wanted to give him like this star moment. And let me tell you, he fucking deserves it. Yeah. You know what care. else I want to shout out? You know it's who certain. else I want to shout out for this? Who? Johnny Depp's plastic surgeon, because he looked fabulous out there. Shout out to the unsung hero. Don't be talking. <laughs> Shout out to that man because you saw how Johnny Depp looked in trial. Because swollen. he was going through it. Yeah, he, right. because he was an alcoholic. He what? never hid that from anybody. Uh, what? He took some water pills and now he walks perfectly. He doesn't look swollen no more. Shout mm -hmm. out to his plastic surgeon. Don't be talking shit about that man. Shout okay? out to his nutritionist, his trainer. Yeah. Everybody who rebuilt that man into the man who walked that show. Absolutely. I shout them all out. All of them. Helping this fabulous man get back on track. Yes. Whoever okay. did that hair, the tracks, fire. Fire. Fuego. Well, there has been huge backlash. I mean, the man's trial with Amber Turd was all over the interwebs. And one thing I'll say is that... This is a serious moment. Women can be abusers too. I don't care how much hate I get for it. It's the truth. I've witnessed it. Other men and women have spoken to me about it. It can happen. So leave that man alone. He Very decided true. to be a man, put his face on camera, televise this fucking trial to, I feel like, spread awareness and to say, you guys are not alone. Like, this shit happened to me. I'm a normal fucking person mm -hmm. and I don't care. So yep. let him walk, strut his shit. He deserves it. And big up, big up in my most Drake voice to Rihanna for reaching out to him. Yes. Riri, yes. 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 I would have done the same thing. I'm telling you right now. Like, yeah. if I'm ever in a position where I can give anybody a fucking star moment, <laughs> he's the top. He's on my list. He is. Yes. Very he's true. on my list. He's been through Johnny a lot. Depp. Hell yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, the court of public opinion is always opinionating out here. Always. So so what? If it's not him people are talking about, it's going to be somebody else. Always. So whatever. But what do you think? Because you're a man, right? And you, I mean, I followed the trial. Like, I was obsessed. And I kept telling you all the information. I, I could have just been a fucking lawyer. <laughs> I could have just been sitting in the seat. What is it? Like the fifth seat. Like, oh, yeah. no, I'm here too. I'm here and I have something to say. <laughs> but like a man, what do you think about just him appearing on like Savage X Fenty? Like, what do you, 
I think, you know, it was a power move, in my opinion, to show that, you know, after all I've been through, after all I've shown the world, my vulnerable side, you know, I can walk. I'm I'm back. You know, it was like basically, yeah, it was more him saying I'm back. Uh You know, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Stand up, bro. Stand up. Stand up for for all the men out there who were who are being abused, who were abused, you know, stand, you know, he, he, he deserves that. Shout out to Rihanna. And you know what, in my opinion, I think there's a form of connection actually, in my opinion, you know, I don't want to bring up, you know, old wounds and stuff like that, but you know, there's a form of connection when it came to abuse, you know? Yeah. I see that. I understand. Listen, I'm happy for him, and I'm glad that he's getting back on track. He deserves it. And don't come for me. This is just my opinion. I have been through a lot of things in life. I've experienced many things in my life. And looking at his case and actually following the whole thing makes me feel like there's hope for humanity because justice was actually served. Like, you saw that in real time. All right? Amber Turd has a problem. So in the words of Logan Roy from Succession, I'm on my Succession shit. Fuck oh, off. Oh, yes. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Leave him Fuck alone. Off. And speaking of crazy white girls with anger and temper problems, yay. Dead. The artist formerly known as Kanye is walking around saying his mother was a sacrifice. Yo, I'm starting to believe him. I'm listen. I'm trying to think about what he lied about. He don't lie that much. He either really crazy and he's speaking some type of truth. You know, he said the Illuminati and Illuminati's riddle. I'm just saying. He said yeah. that he's real or riddle. Yeah. Real. Sorry, oh. he said riddle. <laughs> real. Must <laughs> be thinking of more Batman characters. It's okay. <laughs> the Riddler. Oh yeah, it's the Riddler. Real twist, Batman. Do you think my mother was a sacrifice? <laughs> it's like, yay. Are, is that a riddle? Oh, my God. Are you trying oh, to say oh, something? Oh, and Amber Rose. Oh, Amber Rose. Oh, what? Uh, turd. Uh, Amber Turd. Yeah. Yes, and she's Harley Quinn. We're getting a whole group of freaking Yo, characters. For real. Oh, my gosh. This Hi, is awesome. That she's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, poison hate, ivy. I, don't like, I don't like using that word. I don't like using the word crazy because it's, you know, it's demeaning and people have issues. Yeah, she's but, fucked up in the head. Yeah, yeah, there's something fucked up about her. I think that's a lot better than saying crazy. Fucked up in the head. Yeah. Like it's a neuron ain't firing. Like Kanye. Listen, amongst all the other crazy things he's been saying, he said he can say whatever he wants and not go to jail. Which I don't know, but is that true? Because, I mean, we come on these platforms, right? I'm a podcaster. We say whatever we want, and I'm not in jail, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's a little, it's free. You have freedom of speech, but then it's kind of like it's governed. You know, you can't really say threatening remarks. You really can't say things that are demeaning to a certain group or race of people, you know, certain things that are kind of protected, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm torn between it, in a sense. Um, 
as a black man and as a as a black man, as a citizen of America, as just a regular person, I'm torn between some of the things Kanye say. Uh, but he's very interesting. Um, I mean, listen, if Kanye dies within the next year or two, nah, this uh, he nah, nah. Yo, he was telling the truth about something. Listen, if, you know who said it? You know who had the best message? Fucking Jennifer Lewis. All right. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna play a little something. And I clipped it up. And I'm gonna say right now, shout out to Pascal, the Pascal show for sharing the clip and for you know sharing the interview. But I did just cut it up because she had something to say. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to hear it. You had a little bit to say about Kanye West in your book. I'm sick of Kanye. Boom. I was sick of him before he did all this mess. I don't care what he's dealing with. Okay. Shut your mouth. You go sit down somewhere. Mm -hmm. All them kids that look up to his ass. What say you? Listen, I mean, I'm not going to be that person. She did say a lot more positive things afterwards. She was giving... She was trying to give him words of encouragement if he was listening. So I'm not going to be that person where, you know, you just play the part where she's just like, shut the fuck up and go sit your yeah. ass down. She was, she's, she's being very motherly about it. But when I saw it, she was like a grandma who was telling, you know, shut the fuck up and go sit your ass down and stop talking this nonsense. Um, I, I understand. I mean, he has platform. His platform is huge. I mean, he influences how many people? I mean, that's kind of dangerous when you kind of can influence that many people, say whatever you want, and then have these people start acting out and what you're saying. You know, it's kind of dangerous. So I do understand the idea of shut the fuck up and sit down because you are wielding power. Yeah. And if you are not aware of... Uh, who said it best? Uncle Ben, before that dude died, with great power comes great responsibility. And he is not yielding the proper responsibility right at this moment in time. Right. To have that much power. Can I tell you something? When you said Uncle Ben, I thought of the rice. I knew it. And then I was like, oh shit, he's talking about Spider-Man. Gary <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man too, because that why <laughs> Spider-Man was not for me. He was just wasn't a cup of tea. <laughs> his hair he got real emo real quick he just wasn't my cup of tea so I was just like Uncle Ben I'm like he said that then I said wait the quote the quote where do I know it from oh my god that's so funny yikes well listen I know we all have our drama with our mamas but this ninja says that she was sacrificed for what and for who for him so he can say anything he wants and not go to jail like it's just very interesting because when you listen to it I get so confused and when you listen to him, he kind of goes around in circles. But honestly, I can't tell if he's pulling the Trump card and just saying random outlandish shit so he gets, you know, headline attention, which would be especially useful for presidency. He's been very vocal about running for 2024. He's being fucking dead serious. I don't know. Or do we really believe he or do we think or do we believe he believes what he's saying? I don't know. I got mixed feelings. I can't tell. Uh, in my opinion, I think Kanye believes in what he's saying. I think Kanye yeah. has always believed in what he's saying. I think Kanye has said he has always said what he was going to do. So I think 
we're just watching Kanye trying to achieve the goals he set forth. Yeah, there's some wild ass goals, yeah. but from a black uh, from his perspective, he is a black man from Chicago who should have never made it. Yeah. He's so, like statistically, but it's so weird. It's almost like statistically, I wasn't supposed to make it. It's like he's angry yeah. and also grateful and fortunate that he did make it. It's very, I do get a lot of mixed feelings. Right. And yeah, I get a lot of mixed feelings. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. It's, it's weird. But I have also come to the conclusion that anyone can be president, no matter how bad or good you are. Yeah. yeah. Politics, politics is oh, absolutely. Politics is just too messy. And didn't he also have a problem with Michael Rappaport too? Damn, my mom, my man Michael Rappaport just People runs with everyone, man. Man, okay, man. That's my homie right there. He really is. He's fucking recording, motherfucker, stealing shit in all the fucking Walgreens. Oh, I love it, man. Yo, he be, he, he's yo, out here. He Michael, better, if he you're watching this, dudes get shot off for that though. He better watch. It. Michael, if you're watching this, bro, you're running the streets. Hard body. <laughs> Our body, Mike. Actually, I think Ye sent Michael Rappaport like a voicemail or something because he was really ticked off. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. One thing I do I do think he made Elon mad, like Michael made Elon mad. He's making Ye mad. If you can make someone this mad or really upset to the point that they come out of like their character, I don't know, Pat on Michael's back. Word. I don't know. I mean, dude, these people are billionaires upset because he's expressed. Not only is he a comedian, he also has a fucking podcast. We all come on here and express ourselves. This is our shit. So again, here we go. So Elon is mad, although he's like freedom of speech is great. And then Kanye's mad, although he's like, I can say whatever I want and not go to jail. So also big freedom of speech. But then both of these motherfuckers mad because somebody's talking shit about them and expressing their freedom of speech. I don't know. It's like the math. You know, like when you think of like all these like quadratic equations and you see that shit, that's just how I feel. Cause I'm like, nah, something's going on here. Something, something, there must be something I'm missing. I don't think it's you. I think it's them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's them. Hmm. You got it. Yeah. They lost. They lost. Yeah. Whatever, but all jokes aside, mental illness is real. Always. No thing. Okay. And I mean, we don't see Ye every single day. I'm not out here claiming to know who he is. I know him personally and none of that stuff. But he is a perfect a perfect example of someone with, you know, issues that we don't understand, or maybe he doesn't even understand, and he's not seeking help, and he should. And I know people are getting so sick and tired of saying, Oh my god, Kanye should get help. Kanye should get help. But I feel like people who are saying it are being honest. They're being real. Like, yo, Kanye, go get some help. Word. Figure it out. You're not so. alone. You know what I mean? Like, get your get yourself together because that's really important. I think so. I believe so. Battle, whatever. Battle. Yeah. So that's the end of our um, icebreaker. Mm. A lot of current. Oh, I like that. I mean, listen, I missed a whole week last week. I had to get it together. I know. And you got it right. You got it right, girl. I'm trying. But now we get down to the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty of it all. Of course. So it's November. This is the month where I cook a whole lot of shit for literally four people. Because for some reason, being Hispanic has ingrained in me to do everything in excess. I make a party out of everything. 
It brings joy to my life, but I don't care because I love Thanksgiving. And yes, the entire idea of T-Day was born out of tragedy. I understand that. However, I was born into tragedy and I survived. So I am thankful for that and I want to celebrate it. That's how I look at it. So thanks. Um, So we're supposed to give thanks with friends and family. And this is the perfect opportunity to talk about... 90 shows, because I feel like that's when 90 shows were. All the 90 shows we experienced growing up, um, the premise of these shows were, you know, love, togetherness, mm-hmm. yep. thankfulness, appreciation, friends, family, all family, that good shit. Yep, yep. Right. That's, that's, all we, that's all we used to see. And then we yeah. were like, so sad when it wasn't that way. Um, but the, and that's the problem that I've been watching these shows now as an adult, Mm-hmm. And after every single episode, I'm saying, nah, that's a lie. They lied to us. <laughs> 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 that shit ain't true. That didn't happen that way when I did it. You know what I mean? I didn't get punished that way. I didn't get, go to your room. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen. Well, I got beat. Facts. But I will say that watching these shows as a grown-up, it just hits very different. Yeah. I feel kind of cheated. You know... I feel cheated, but also oddly, insp- oh my God, it's going to be weird. I'm going to say it. I feel inspired. inspired. I, I feel inspired, you know, to be a good father like Carl Winslow, you know. Carl, Carl. You know, I, I, you know, you look at really Carl Winslow, he was a really outstanding individual, you know. Had a beautiful home, beautiful wife, great kids, took more kids in, you know. Yeah. Wasn't really the best handyman, but did his best, you know, tried yeah. as hard as he can. You know, I and that's really, you know, a really outstanding individual. You know, it it wasn't really, you know, I guess the childhood some people had, you know. There was like certain elements of the, you know, certain people's childhood in there. You know, some people had Urkel's childhood. You know, what's so funny. So getting into it, the, the show I chose to talk about was Family Matters because it's the show with the annoying little nerd next door that didn't really have a family, right? Although his parents were super smart, very accomplished, mm. established. He lived with them, with both yeah. mom and dad. But he spent all his time next door with the Winslows breaking their shit and being loved for it. Yeah. Yeah. Saying this shit out loud makes me cringe because it doesn't make any sense. So one, there was no way, there was no way I was spending all my time next door with my neighbors or anything. My mother wouldn't leave me, wouldn't let me get out of the room half the time. She'd be like, no, you got to stay in your room for no reason, let alone hanging out with the fucking neighbor 24 seven. Right. So if I was next door, instead of like doing my dishes, doing dishes, cleaning the room, cleaning the entire apartment, that that's, yeah, that was never going to happen. Two, there was no way that I was going to eat someone else's food after she slaved to make dinner. Oh, no, no, no. And no. this motherfucker, Urkel, was sitting down eating everybody's food. Oh, everyone's food. Everyone. Like, he was just eating everybody's food. I, I was Everyone. If anything, I was taught to not eat or drink in anybody's house. So I was so traumatized. I was just like, everybody's trying to kill me that I was just like, nah, I'm good. Not even water. I'm like, nah, I'll just die of dehydration. I'm fine. My lips are a little chapped, but don't you worry about it. I, <laughs> I must adhere to my mom's rules. I'm so thirsty. But right. I can't say nothing. No, right. 
And I'm just That's sitting there. Eternally. Hot fucking summer day. Uh, <laughs> everybody drinking lemonade. <laughs> 90 degrees in the fucking Bronx where air conditioners weren't a fucking thing because of the fucking light bill. <laughs> Very true. And I'm I'm melting on the inside. And I can <laughs> say shit. I can say shit. So <laughs> props, <laughs> props, mom. And number three, if I broke shit at my neighbor's house, my mother wasn't going to be too happy when she had to pay for it because that's the right thing to do. You break somebody's stuff. You know, you have to at least offer like my kid broke it. How much is it? But that means she was going to fucking break me when I got home. This nigga, Steve Urkel, he broke everything. These motherfuckers had to get extra insurance and no insurance company, like home house insurance, no home insurance, wanted to take them on as clients because their neighbor was such a disaster. They were like, no, we're going to lose money with you guys. We'll get claims every week. Absolutely. They were like, no, you're going to, you cost too much money. We can't do it. Exactly. Right? But some kids, thinking about it now as an adult, right? Some kids had it that way. And that's where the grown-up me comes in. There were kids my age that would have to seek love and approval from friends, neighbors, or even teachers because their parents weren't there to show them love and attention or, you know, whatever it is that they needed. Yeah. So that's kind of like how I look at it. Like, this dude was at their house because his parents were just either traveling or like, oh, you're here again. Yeah, right. They just didn't care about him, and the Winslow showed more interest in him than his family, who just shooed him away, which made him more, I guess, attached to the Winslows, which why he eventually ended up living there, and they ended up loving him like a son, because you know what you think. Like Germany or some shit, they left him. Yeah, they left (laughs) him. I don't know if they told him. They left him though. They sold the house and everything. Hilarious. But it's kind of interesting when you look at it because when you think about, you know, your kids and when they break stuff and things like that, you know, you get upset, but, you know, you get over it because, you know, they're your kids and they break things. Yeah. And it's kind of, kind of the same way Carl and Harriet looked at Steve when he broke stuff. You never really see Eddie, Laura, the girl who uh, was exed out. Judy. And uh, what happened? Judy. That's her yeah. name, in case you didn't remember. Yeah, yeah, the one who was exed out, the one. The I know she was, was just there for like four or five seasons, then she was gone. Yeah, she was buried in the basement. Oh, uh, that. Yeah, no, that was Carl Darkside. They didn't get to the episode, oh, but um, yeah. very comic book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Harriet. She has bad dreams. And oh boy. Yeah. It's, it's but listen, watching it also taps into like my memory of what it was to be a teenager. Yeah. This little listen, Urkel created a whole alter ego so he can be accepted socially. And it Think works, Stefan. His super brain created a chamber that allowed his that allowed him or his DNA to be transformed into someone else, someone better for everyone else, someone that everyone liked, accepted, and thought that was cool. And that's one thing I can say I relate to or I related to as a kid, but it was more for my family's sake. Like if they didn't, you know, they don't like me, I'm just going to create an alter ego. So they will, you know, they won't have a choice but to like me because my alter ego would be so much cooler, so much better, just a cooler, better version of myself. And that's what a lot of teens in my day went through. I'm not sure if like your friends or people you know or people you grew up with went through that too, but I think everybody went through their alter ego phase because you know right? you always you always got to portray the person that you are typically who you're not at home, you know. 
Yeah. You know, your mother and father see you as, you know, Johnny Good Two Shoes who went to lacrosse practice. But at school, you know, you Roscoe D. Rod, you know, what, 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 you know, you, you lay people out because, you know, you got biceps, you know, right. you're big. From playing lacrosse. From playing lacrosse. You know, so it's just like everybody wears a specific mask, you know, in that time. I and I, that. I, and one of the things I liked with Urkel was his mask was very charismatic, very, but, you know, still some form of intellect. It was a trade-off to me, you know, in the show was, you know, he wanted the charisma, but he lost some of the intellect. And was it really Urkel you're looking at? So it was really a good balance between the two. So I, I like yeah. it. I like but as it. a teenager, there's always that fight to be accepted. Yeah. Like your body's changing, your mind is changing, hormonally you're changing. Always, yeah. And then you also have to deal with like, adults who are like, oh my God, you're so different now. And you're like, well, what's different about me? I don't want to be different. I'm still the same person. So now you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And listen, my teachers did a great job at helping me accept me for me, you know, like mm-hmm. who I was. They always just tell me, you're so creative. You're so funny. I'm loud. Sometimes they were like, it's okay. You know, you're smart, all that shit. They made sure that I expressed myself like my true self. But back at home, that didn't really exist. So I had to watch shows like Family Matters. And just like pretend that that was my real life and create an alter ego for being at home. So mm-hmm. I can feel like accepted. Like, oh, I have to be this person. I don't know. But that was, you know, that's just my spiel. That's all I'm going to say about it. It's hard. It's hard being a kid. It's hard growing up. It's hard. Teenage years are hard. And yeah. then you get into adulthood. And you're fucked then too. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like there's no um, winning. Never, never end in fuckery. Right, absolutely. So, babe, do you see a difference in like real life and like family matters? Because you, we've been binge watching it together, and you know, like one example would be you actually mentioned it. Like you were you were a cop, so Carl Winslow. What do you think watching that show as a kid, and then watching it now as an adult, and ironically, you were a police officer, and all this stuff? What do you think about that? You know, it was. It was interesting, you know. I can honestly say that Carl Winslow did not influence me to become a police officer. It was actually Will Smith from Bad Boys. Uh, I really thought I was going to be running out on the street with no shirt on, shooting propane tanks. Oh, boy, I was wrong. Um, I was really wrong about that one. But uh, when I look at Family Matters, you know, it's really interesting. Um I'm going to kind of chime in on that, but also chime in on something else, a little kind of connecting me to family matters, really interesting, was, you know, my upbringing was similar, but not similar to family matters. You know, I didn't have the annoying uh, neighbor, but my parents had a house, you know, and we did have family time. We did have, um, sometimes we have family game night and stuff like that. Very similar things that you would see in Family Matters and things like that. So there were aspects of Family Matters that, you know, I went through. I grew up in my dad coming home after a long day of work, sitting down, watching the game and stuff like that. And we're watching it with him and things like that, you know. And those were the things that when I watch Family Matters now, it takes me right back to certain aspects of my life when I was a child. 
you know, and I think that's absolutely amazing. And the show's so nostalgic. I, I love the fact my daughter watch or our daughter watches it and she's just in awe with it. She loves it. I know. I feel like there are, and that's the thing about it. There are very beneficial teaching moments. Yeah. Yeah. Once you're done with the show, it's like, okay, how do you feel about that? What do you think about that? I do appreciate it. But I think as an adult, I'm like, fuck. A lot of the stuff I watched here because it didn't have right, but and I also didn't have like that proper guidance. How how you see we kind of like stop once we're done. We talk to her about it. We're like, well, what do you think? What do you think happened? How do you feel about that? Well, how has this happened in your life? And she has all the answers, and we kind of express, you know, explain it that way. We didn't, at least not me. I didn't have that growing up. So I'm watching that, thinking, damn. So you're saying if I cut class, I wasn't supposed to get my ass beat. I could have just had a stern talking to been punished and I would have respected that a lot more. And that's kind of like how I see things now Mm. as an adult. I think family matters gives you just a perspective of how a family can act. And as a child, you know, being, you know, and different children, you know, you know, you have, you know, you have children who didn't have a father in their life and they looked at Carl as that father figure. They try to mimic Carl and things like that, you know. So when you look at shows like that, it gave you an insight into the life of a family. And yeah. you kind of do get like a, a moment of like thought, like, wait a minute. Like this, you know, it's it's a show, but they seem happy. Yeah. Why is it my family like this? Right. Yeah. You know, like, and then it re- yeah, start making, and those questions are really ultimately good questions because those questions ultimately lead you to the point where, when you have your family, you'll make a, you might make a change, because you do have that aspect of what you saw from a TV show and what you went through, and like, well, you know, it may have been a TV show, but there are aspects of reality that you know what I think that I can implement with my family. Right. It was like the perfect version of what a family would be yeah an alternate universe dare i say the metaverse yeah it has to be the metaverse because there was no gunshots there was no people (laughs) getting shot in chicago (laughs) and family matters it's chicago he carl winslow talked down a lot of perps yeah right listen carl winslow in 2022 would not be alive today Oh my gosh. <laughs> Urkel too. He would have got it too. But we're walking down the block with those colors, B. <laughs> it's so right, isn't it? It's Yo. just so different, like that versus our reality. Yo. But so we had our kiddos really young, and I can say that I used to be that parent that wanted to give like my kids or our kids everything that we didn't have, but I had to change that mindset. And as I got older, I realized that I wanted to. I wanted and needed to teach my kids everything that I wasn't taught. Ah, that's the mentality, yeah, that I adapted because I need and I want to give them the education that will help them understand the world because the world is a scary place. Instead and of saying, education oh. won't get you far. Right. And instead of just saying, well, I never had this. I want them to have that because it's only fair. It's, it's not fair to them because you're not teaching them anything. You're teaching them that you can just – 
give them a whole bunch of shit you never had and spoiling them. And then when they get out to the real world, they're just like, well, I'm not going to be spoiled anymore. Why not? And then and they just not... look for people who try to spoil them. Right. And that's just a recipe for disaster. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So when I watch these shows, I'm like, okay, that's what a perfect world should be like. But that's not reality. It's because there are ugly things out there. Yeah. So ugly things happen within our own families. You know, and there are times that you do something wrong, you will get punished, you mm-hmm. know. And there are times where parents need a break from their children, their children need breaks from their parents. Like, this is real life. And a TV show, you know, they, they're always together and always doing this and always doing that. There, there are times where your kids are looking at you like, all right, you got to go somewhere. <laughs> like, For real. And we, there are times when Carl has to hide the body of his former daughter in the basement. You're really going with this, like... I, this is my theory. Part. I'm really... Because they never explained it, and they Family just left it open for interpretation. And whatever happened to Ricky's mom, she's out there thotting. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, you know what? It's your turn. Okay, what show have you watched recently or as an adult doesn't have to be recent that kind of hits you different now that you are an adult oh you know what fresh prince i've been watching fresh prince lately and there is so much afrocentric vibes and fresh prince that i was completely unaware of as a young kid that I see now that just puts the biggest smile on my face. You know, and just the morals and the stories that you hear and that go on in each episode. And it, it that, sh- that show, one of the things that I think is really, really interesting about the show is it's a wealthy black family. Yeah. Like, these dudes are rich. Mm-hmm. Country club living, and it gives you an insight into that world. If you're a child in the inner city in, in the hood, you don't know about country clubs. You That's don't know true. about you don't know about these type of schools where you got to go in with a blazer on. You don't know about any of this. Yeah, you're getting introduced. Yeah, okay. a butler. You you get yeah. introduced to a man who's coming, telling you to come and eat. Who's yelling cannons to the left? Like you, you, you know, I had to throw that in. Uh, he's a poet. He's a back poet. In, back in England. Yes. Like, so this is a world that you're being introduced to and you can possibly achieve. Like, he wasn't, Uncle Phil wasn't no basketball player, he was right. a lawyer. Yeah. His wife, his wife wasn't a stripper. She was a uh, she had her PhD. She was a teacher, a professor, a professor. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Their butler was black. I would have had yeah. their butler white, but their butler was black. I think maybe they just wanted to keep it all like, you know. Oh, yeah. I yeah, no, you got to keep it all black. Right. Like, but it was just such a powerful show, you know. And Will Smith in my. In my eyes, he was the thing that brought the show together because he was that inner city kid that brought that real life to their to the family. Yeah, you know they're in such a high place that you know it's kind of you, you kind of forget what the bottom looks like. 
Yeah, and Will kind of brought them back to that, right? Exactly. And I think that humbled them. And I think that's, you know, I, I got to finish watching the show to see more. But I think that's ultimately why um, um, the father became a judge. Mm. You know, but we'll, I got to finish watching the show again. It's like all over again. I'm loving it. I know. No, I definitely do enjoy that show. And honestly, as the seasons go by, if I remember correctly, they get like into deeper moments too. Yeah. You know, like, although your family is wealthy, you have money, like you're still black. You, you're still black. And that's the yeah. thing. Like even with money, you're still black. Right. That's very powerful. You know, and I think a lot of black people don't understand that. You know, you're not like the person to the left and right of you. You're black. Right. You know, and that show does a very good job showing you that. I think Family Matters does it too. But Family Matters is very Mm in-house. It's very in-house when it comes to them dealing with their problems and stuff. And I don't know, uh, when it comes to Fresh Prince, because of Will Smith's background of being an inner-city kid Mm -hmm. and being in Bel Air, those problems arise differently, which allows the whole family to be affected differently. Yeah. They just learn from these experiences. Yeah. All right. I like that. Well, you know what other show I've been watching? I haven't really done like a deep dive on this one. It's just kind of like whenever I'm working from home and I want background noise. But I have been watching Martin and that kind of hits different. And the only reason I'm mentioning this is because these shows are a product or an element of their time. Right. So Martin definitely spoke to the time we were in once it came out. That's how a lot of relationships were. Like Martin and Gina, they're all friends all up in their business, the arguments for no reason, the making up after the fighting. Like, you know, it was very, it was very kind of like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like all over the place. Um, All over the place. All over the place. Everybody in their business. Always has someone in their business. Right. Oh my God. He lives someone in the in business. Right? Someone in their apartment. Always. always. It was always it was almost almost like chaotic. There was never a moment where they could actually both enjoy each other and not have something go wrong all mm-hmm. the time. All and the I kind of I think that speaks to the time. Yeah, it does. Oh. And you know, when you look at the perspectives of the time, think of it like you have Martin, you have Fresh Prince, you had Seinfeld, you have Frazier. You know, you have friends. Everybody was still around this time living in their own different elements in their different lives. Right. And each one of these shows is giving you to the little insight into those lives. Mm-hmm. You look at Martin and then you look at Frazier, two totally different lives, but right. doing the same thing. Right. They're both they both they both work on radio. Yes. They both have their own time slots, their own segments. So, yeah. But they go home to two totally different lives. Right. Isn't it's that really, crazy? It really is. Yeah. It really is interesting. The juxtaposition between the juxtaposition shows. Juxtaposition between shows. And you know, speaking of Seinfeld and, and Frasier, another show that I watched growing up that's of Caucasian background is Full House. Mm, yes. Yes. All right. And to me, that show was everything I want to say, only because I didn't grow up with my dad. So 
that's the show that they played on like channel 11 every night (laughs) and to watch a show where a dad is a sole provider of three girls was so intriguing to me. And I remember when my mother would see me watching the show, she would walk by and be like, you know, you, this, the reason, you know, this is a show is because that would never happen. And it goes to show you the mentality that some women have about like kids being allowed to be raised by their fathers or their fathers actually be a part of their life because she would always say that she's like, Oh, well that's a show. Cause that would never happen. And I'm like, well, why can't a dad raise his girls or his, or his children? It doesn't only have why? To be his children. Right. Why, why, why is that impossible? Exactly. Why and that's one thing impossible? that that show, right. And that's one thing that that show um, kind of taught me like, no men learn how to be around their children, how to talk to them, how to treat them, learn their patterns. Like they, they're parents too. Exactly. A man, a man is a caregiver. A man doesn't right. separate. You know. Right. Yeah. It's just I think that's more based off of community and upbringing and stuff like. Oh, that. absolutely. Belief within a system and right. stuff. You need to break out of your beliefs and be more realistic yeah. in life. You know. When the if God forbid the mother, you know, you're not promised tomorrow, and if you go, who's taking care of the kids? The dad is, yeah, he's right there. What are you going to do? Oh, the mom dead, kids gone. I got, I can't, I can't take care of the kids now. And one thing, you're right, but one thing I will say, there are some families where the dynamic isn't that way, and they know that, you know. Some a parent, I wouldn't say mom or dad, but there might be one parent who won't be able to provide for this child because of whatever, they, whether it's mental health issues, whether yeah, it's because true. they just don't care, they don't want to. So people do put certain things in places. Like if I, you know, pass, I want somebody else to take care of my children because my co-parenter, parentee, uh-huh. yeah. is just not up for the challenge they will hurt my child rather than help them go grow and flourish exactly um, so that so i do understand that that's also a possibility but i think it's just very interesting how society mainly in like lower income communities because this is where i heard it a lot from and that's where i grew up in very you know low income community where education wasn't a priority well you know your father will never take care of you i'm i'm the mother i'm the only one that um can take care of you nobody else is just like well it took two to make me so it's like exactly. what happened you know exactly exactly i don't know yo i don't know it's i don't crazy. know yo I don't know, yo. It's crazy out here. It's crazy. <laughs> I love it. Bueno, mi gente, it is time for the Michelle shout out segment. Okay. And this week, we are screaming from the highest mountains <laughs> and shouting out It's on Our Radar podcast with Marlon and Marie. Oh, my God. I know. Yes, we absolutely heart and adore them. And I know, I think I shouted them out before, but I don't care. We're doing it again because they're amazing, period. So, yeah, make sure you tune in if you haven't done so already. You know, make sure you follow them. They're beautiful husband and wife duo, podcasters, and soon-to-be parents. And we actually just recorded an episode with them about couples and safe spaces. So make sure you check that out. 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter because we, I think we recorded today and I think they're releasing, I think their episodes yes. every Tuesday. So wherever you stream your podcasts, make sure you tune in new episode every Tuesday. Make sure you follow them on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Do what you do, mi gente. Show them love and support. And lastly, I also want to shout out She Hate Me and So Do I podcast with host Curtis Washington. All right. So let's get, let's give him a hand too. All right. Curtis is out here talking about real life shit, mi gente. It's very positive over on that side while also keeping it all the way real. So make sure you follow him on real. Instagram. Real. Raw. Real. Raw. So make sure you follow him on Instagram. She hate me and so I podcast and tune in. I love the name. Anchor. I know, right? So when I was first trying to like make sure I had the name correctly, I kept reading it wrong. And I'm like, no, this is how it is. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like if that's you read cool. it. That's kind of dope. Yeah, it's cool. Like so that. make sure you tune in. Anchor. And mi familia, don't forget, if you are a podcaster or want me to shout out any of your favorite podcast dm me email me send me a message and i will make sure to connect give them a shout out because we out here trying to grow so you know me family there's nothing like showing each other love and support what's wrong with that what's wrong with that you nothing and nothing wrong with that right I love, you. <laughs> I love you too it's late i love being i love being on my honey's podcast i swear it's the best it's just it's just <laughs> the biggest smile on my face Oh boy. You also have to deal with me walking around the house either saying a joke out loud or making a funny voice. So Yes, yes. And you have to deal with me when I turn into a Velociraptor. So <sighs> that's, that's for the that's for the next time. That is for the next time. But guys, this is impressive. <laughs> we'll drop a we'll we'll drop a reel. Right. Oh man. Yeah, we'll I have a couple ideas for that. Well, mi gente, we have reached the end of the It's Michelle podcast. Make sure you tune in every Monday, wherever you stream your podcasts, and on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe, click that notification bell so you do not miss a thing. All the descriptions will be linked below. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at its.me.shell. Click the link in my bio for our podcast platforms, YouTube channel, and so much more. My darling, do you have anything else to say? Guys, make sure you tune in every Monday. This is the most, in my opinion, in my <laughs> opinion, and I'm not just saying this because she's my wife, because that would not be true, but you hear the dedication that goes into every episode, oh. the just the quality, just the attention to detail, just the realist, the realism in every episode, you know, and she pours her heart out. You gotta listen to it. Oh, you my heart. Oh, you my heart. Alright, you heard it, me hint peace and love. We out. We out. I see you. It's me. 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 It's me.